What's up, Rumblers? Welcome back to Atsune Miku's Crack House. This is episode 82. I'm your host, as always, Sam Kingma. Joining me is my best friend and co-host, Miles J. Miles, what's going on this week, dude? Sam, we got another bowling episode ahead of us. I can tell by everything that happened leading up to the recording session of this episode that neither of us have done anything of remote value, which is ironic because I did something massive, but it's stupid and it's not interesting for a podcast. Like, no, like, not for this th- show. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about some about. L- let me let me give you a little. Uh, let me give you a little podcast. Uh, podcast one hundred and one Tip. insider podcast tips. tips. Yeah, podcasting advice from Miles J. All right, no one cares about adulting. No one cares if you do something that is like adult and mature and the thing you're supposed to do. Nobody cares. No one gives a shit. Right. So I got in here and I say, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I managed to move my whole apartment. You know, I got into a storage unit. I flew across the country. No one fucking cares. No one cares. They would literally rather hear about you jerking off into a sock. Now, can you can you imagine the podcast that just two competent adults being competent and being like, yeah, you know, so I, I went grocery shopping, made sure to, to put the cart back in the right place. You know, this kind of reminds me of the uh, what ended up happening with uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Awkward Pause, where it like slowly not d- not devolved because that that's an insidious word. But but the show just morphed from like uh, with guys in their like late twenties to like late teens to early thirties, late twenty like early thirties, early twenties, and just completely have a shifted mentality. And all they would talk about is brewing coffee and gardening and house upkeep. And it on one hand, on one hand, it was it was shockingly interesting, but. That ain't content. At that point, that's for the people who just have been here for a while. <laughs> you know, you had to get into this 80 episodes ago in order to appreciate anything that's that's happening now. Yeah, and that oh, shows you know, over, so I did Did I mention I did my laundry today? Took care of my plants. Like, Sam. It's okay, Miles. Sam, I can carry what, the show this week. What, Sam, like, here's the thing. What what underage character has caught your attention this week? This is just something we never acknowledge. This is just something we never acknowledge. That like whenever we come on here with a new waifu, like Jesus, dollars to donuts, pedophiles. No dollars to donuts. They're because that's how 17. this fucking setup has gone. No, but like I th- I think about this a lot. Like I think about this a lot. Age of consent in my current state of Florida is sixteen. We're f- not even five minutes in. <laughs> We're not even. <laughs> Five minutes in. Uh, what I'm getting at, what I'm getting what at is, is the point. What is what is the point of this? What I'm getting at is that anime distorts your concept of age so much that you don't view age as literal. How many years has someone been on Earth? It's oh, how old do they look to me? How old do they look? Because you you watch fucking JoJo, right? And that's not a seventeen year old. That's not a fucking 17-year-old. That man is 48. The, the one in the black hat and the chains, right? Or you watch fucking Nichi Joe, and it's like, that guidance counselor is not 30. She's like 14 like the rest of them. 
Like anime just just makes age into this into this purely visual concept. Purely visual concept. What is your point? The the point is whenever we talk about all these fucking girls that we like on this show, it's always like like when you stop to think about it it's like dude, we are like I'm like way too old for Aqua, dude. I'm like way too old. She's like, literally an eternal being, but, right? But then you're like, but she looks like 18, right? No, she doesn't. How old Aqua? does she look to you? How old does she look Aqua? to you? Aqua? She looks like a fucking Miami 20-something to me, personally. Oh, no, no, dude. Right? No, no not a Miami 20-something. There's no fucking way that she... Well, 18 are you fucking kidding she me? looks 18 to me i don't know that's don't know. insane okay that's well insane here's a, See, here's a better we, here's a, a better example right you got you got fucking like half the characters on dragon maid like range like just a big spectrum of ages that they could be even though they're all 700 900 a thousand ten thousand years old like yeah. Luka Luka is fucking 30 Toru's like 21 right Fafner's like 35 right like you know what I mean you just look at them and they're all different fucking ages even though even though like in your mind they all kind of meld into the same generic age yeah. Like 20-somethings. I, I, I mean, I guess I get what you're talking about. I'm reading this uh, Shonen Jump manga called Kaiju Number 8. It's really good. And part of what I like about it is the main character is 32 years old. I love that. He, he, is, he is a fucking old elderly fucking man um, who works a fucking blue-collar 9-to-5 at the start of the story. I'm like, this rules. This is awesome. But you oh, are oh, right. Dude, it do. was jarring to I, be like, wow, it one. is interesting. Okay. I got another one. Okay. The entire cast of Attack on Titan, right? They're like, yeah. what, like 17, 19 in that? Yeah. And I'm like, these guys are like 23. All of them are 23. If you sat me down and were like, how old? I'm like, they're 23 years old. Yeah, I, I mean, you know what's funny? You brought up Jotaro earlier when I think the more egregious one is Jorno at 15. Oh, Jorno's insane. They're, Jorno they're like, being 15. I can, I can get around. I can, like, mentally deal with Jotaro being 17. I can mentally deal with it. Even Jolene at 16, I actually She's totally kind of buy. 19, really? She's 19, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, she would have been to the minors probably prison, the juvenile prison then. Um, She was 16. Um, And then... But Jorno at fucking is 15. That, but, but then you look at Bruno, and you're like, all right, they're the same age. And it's like, Bruno's 23. Bruno's 23. And uh, the, he the might most... Be 19. He might be 19. Isn't Bruno, like, 20? He's 19 or 20. I, I know Rohan is, like, 23. Yeah, that's, that's, like, I kind of buy that. That he, one I buy. He, I kind of buy that he looks the way he does at 23 because he's a manga artist. But there's um, a weird, like, there there is a weird, um like, you look at J uh, Josuke and Koichi, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're the same age. They're totally the same age to me. But then then you look at, like, two characters who are, are similar in age, like, um... Like, oh my god like i'm trying to think of a good example but like there are a lot of animes where where like 
you'll I, like it's like Cosmo is like sixteen, and I think that like Darkness is also sixteen, and I'm like no, no, Re- whoa, no, Darkness is eighteen. Yeah, darkness-, darkness is eighteen. I looked this up. Darkness is eighteen years old. See, that's weird. See, see, this is just, this is like the Sonic ages at this point. Where yeah, exactly. we're just throwing darts at the dartboard and be like, oh, Sonic is 15. Tails is 8. Knuckles is 16. <laughs> like that, but that's the point I'm trying to make is like, whenever we, whenever we bring up these like girls, we're like, dude, this girl is so fucking hot. This anime girl's so hot. It's like, just don't Google their age, man. Just don't Google the age and you'll be fine. Well, they, I never. I never said anything about fucking age, ever. You're the one who fucking brought it up. It's just you're I, the one who I, went I, out of his way. It hit me. It hit me like a fucking freight train. It hit me like an actual fucking freight train because I saw someone. I saw someone who who did, who like they were an artist, right? And they had this commission sheet, and the, and it said like no one under eighteen, no and, minors. But, yep. but then there's the fucking Chunibyu girl from from um Love Chunibyu and Other Delusions, and she's 15. oh yeah, and it just made me realize I'm like, dude, no one. No one cares about actual age. Like, in oh, anime. Yeah. No one gives a shit. Oh, no. You're, no, this is absolutely correct. I remember I, I had a conversation with a, with a buddy of mine once about this very, co- like, this idea of, of how, like, in anime circles, there is, like, the, there is this, the, 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 the no minors gang of, like, commission artists. But this excludes high school. Yeah, no. The moment the moment a character is fifteen, bam, at our high who, school, how many you're dicks, done. How many dicks are in this character's mouth, dude? Let me know. Yeah, dude. No, no one is more no pedophiles than My Hero Academia <laughs> fans. That's the funniest thing about it is that like, like you, you, I have a legendary picture, a legendary picture that a friend of mine sent me, which is like like someone having like their whole fucking page like no maps no lollicons you know no minors whatever and like all their retweets are like like this if you think pedophile should be legally murdered like just all these things and then him getting this dm this fucking massive thirsty dm because he he draws like you know he he draws um like femboys and and um you know effeminate men and just this fucking thirsty like request of like yeah can i get minetta his like ass cheeks clapping his own ass cheeks or something like crazy like that. It, it was just, it was something like, it was something that was like so like deeply horny. And I'm like, Minetta's the youngest looking one. And you're out here like, yeah, no pedophiles on my timeline. Or like, or like I saw one that was like no minors whatsoever, but they only did Pokemon art. So it's like which is oh, which getting, is way worse. Yeah, which May is way worse. Fucking because... railed by a Dragonite. Don getting fucking railed by an Empolio. Like just all this, just like it's like they're, the all way, 10, ca- dude. The they're all ten, dude. They're all ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least for the first four, five generations, five and a, black and white two. They're twelve. Yeah, they they figured it out though because I think that in Gen six they're sixteen or fifteen or something, and and the Pokemon guys, Game Freak was like, oh yeah. <laughs> they can loot these ones <laughs> which is funny because i who, never see any porn of those guys well who cares they're looting the other ones anyways yeah it's goddamn 2021 anybody and anything fictional is getting looted but that, that's the point that i was making rule like, 34 just like, and we, i we, just, no, we don't I care with... about age I, like <laughs> we, we we just care about the visual like the visual like definers that make us mentally think okay that character is old enough you know what i mean yeah. It's like I don't 
It's fucking. It's a drawing. It is. It is a drawing. But but that's the point. That's like it's that's the rationality of it. And that's why it, get, it gets fucking crazy when people are like, "Oh, that character's 15." I'm like, dude, I don't know. She looks 28, as far as I'm concerned. That's how she's drawn. I don't give a shit. Also, she's yeah. not real. She's not fucking real, dude. It's fucking. It's fucking crazy. Anyways, can I talk about like Metroid Dread or something? No, because <laughs> I I had a I had a thought I had a thought today, Sam, and oh, I, I just want to get this out of the way because this is not a segment. Um, <laughs> I just want to get this out of the way. Uh, you always get the name of Douglas Brian Spink wrong, and I always get the name of Piper. Perry, thank you. Jesus Piper. Christ, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I was just thinking, why don't they team up? Why don't we get a Douglas Spink X Piper Perry crossover? So what? What are we? Uh, what are we thinking here? Do we think? Uh, what? What animals did? Uh, did Douglas Spink like to? Uh, fuck. Dogs and horses, male dogs and Ho- horses specifically. Uh, okay. Do we just get a horse to <laughs> fuck just Piper five, Perry? Five black stallions to surround Piper Perry, and that's the extent of the collab. It's just that photograph. <laughs> oh, so no, no video, no. Uh, we just do a little photo op. We just do a little photo op. Yeah, with with Doug Doug's animals and Piper Perry's <laughs> Piper Perry's Perry Piper. Piper Perry's Piper. Yeah, that's it. We just get a little photo op. So I don't I don't want to get too I don't want to get too crazy with this one. I don't want to get too crazy. <laughs> how about Ravenbeak, huh? Oh yeah, it, dude. Let's How about let's that Raven? How about that here. how about that Ravenbeak guy? He he's Ravenbeak is definitely one of one of maybe like two or three video game characters that could probably go toe-to-toe with the uh, epsilon eagle yeah, and i think true. that's pretty i think that's pretty impressive raven beak uh, is super power like vi- like clearly super powerful yeah I-, I know i started the metroid dread discussion at the fucking very end of the game but i don't know i just been, i when i first started the name raven beak i'm like oh dude I'm like, oh, Metroid's out of ideas. Like, that's my thesis of playing Metroid Dread. Oh, it's no, like I'm, the game I'm is, right there with you. The game is great. And in fact, I really do. And by the I don't say this like it's a competition. I genuinely think, despite everything, I'm, I'm, I feel more positively about the game than you do. Even though I, I'm like not, I don't feel, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, one hand, I'm really energized about the game. And on this other aspect i'm like really not but unlike ratchet and clank rift apart where that when i played it it was fun and not when i'm not playing it i kind of think it's mid or i i don't know problems arise i just reflect on the experience not so fondly it's nowhere near a similar level with, with dread and i really want to go back and replay dread at least one more time to do 100 percent. but Metroid is like done, dude. Like the concept of 2D Metroid, as in Metroid, the Metroid game, not a Metroidvania or something that uses map design or similar elements. No, Met Samus Aran 2D Metroid has been fucking tapped out. 
Like Portal, like Super Monkey Ball, there is nowhere to go from here. We've expended all options multiple games ago, and I don't know what else you do at this point with 2D Metroid. What's crazy about it is that, like, we expended all our options in 1994. Like, if you and hey, (laughs) I I just want to say for the record, this is not like a a problem necessarily, or like a or like a slight against Nintendo or Mercury Steam or for 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 the record, Valve or or Amusement Vision. Some great games and some great game ideas are just that. Ideas that only work like once or twice. Not everything's Katamari Damacy, where it's a wacky idea that you can just kind of package over like six or seven times and everyone be into it. You know, not everything's that type of type of idea. It's okay, and Metroid's just one of those. Metroid isn't like Mario. You know, Mario Maker is so is just proof that Mario can be infinitely replayable as long as he has new levels to play. Right. Metroid doesn't work like that. Metroid requires a very specific set of powers within Samus's very specific set of abilities set within a very specific map and map structure that is meant to be explored in a way that allows for freedom, but at the same time, somewhat of a guiding hand to make it a, to, to be a complete like, where the fuck do I go fest the entire time? And that's complicated in a tough, touch, tough tightrope to walk and yeah it makes sense that they peaked in super you know when it comes to the metroid game there there's a couple of moments where they definitively peaked in super very specifically all right the first one is the idea of the structure and you could say that they peaked in metroid one in this the idea of you gotta find these bosses. You gotta find and kill these fucking bosses. And I think this is a great, like, hook, right? Go and find and kill these bosses. It works for fucking Dark Souls. That's how good it is. Just this idea yeah. of, like, once you reach a certain point in the game, it's all about finding and killing those bosses. Uh, and that's that's literally the entirety of Super Metroid is, like, brilliantly packaged because you don't actually realize the entire game is a bounty hunt. It is literally, the whole game is literally a bounty hunt for four bosses, where everything you're doing is about getting closer and closer to the next boss, but you don't realize it because you're, you're just having a great time being guided, you know, through this, this world, you want to explore it, you want to press forward, you want to find all these items, because that's the fun part, but the, the progression is great, the progression is great because when you find and kill a boss, you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I did something huge just now. I did yeah. something massive it's, just now. It's fucking big cum. And let me just be clear here. Metroid Dread has has these like big cum moments where you just where you they fucking give you the goddamn space jump and you're like, hello, fucking Louis. Oh yeah. Hello, no, Metroid is all big Louis. cum. But like the the thing about Metroid Dread is that it does not have that grounding like progress marker. Your progress is purely meta. Your progress is purely, I have power-ups that I did not have before, and therefore I must be kind of close to the end of the game. And I gotta be honest with you, Miles, this is just, like, my problem with the Metroid series, is I just don't feel like the optional items are fucking worth it. Like, outside of fucking the Ravenbeak boss fight, I was always set on missiles. I had plenty, more than enough, 
totally fine. Again, up until the final boss of the game. And yeah, I didn't have that many E-tanks, but with, or energy tanks, I guess technically in this game, E-tanks is Mega Man, but I didn't, I, I had kind of like more or less the, the freebie ones they give you, and then I filled up one, I got four heart pieces, so I filled up one extra. But, like, even if I did go exploring or whatever on a boss I was stuck on, maybe I could find one or two more. And the amount of damage enemies do in this game is, like, fucking absurd anyway. So it's like, what, two more hits? Nah, I'll just beat the fucking boss. And then power bombs you don't even get to use till the end of the fucking game. So it's, so, that who gives a shit about that fucking collectible? It's just completely, like... Yeah, I just feel like all is, the items are worthless. This is something that they that they fucked up, like moving from fusion into zero mission, and it's just been like this forever. Even in other M, frankly, like other M's, th like other M might be the most egregious example of this, technically speaking. But like Metroid is is one game until you get to the end of the game, and to, in which it becomes like this sort of epilogue chapter where where all the tension just deflates because instead of going and finishing the game, you're fucking running around the entire we're, we're, planet. We're doing cleanup. Yeah. And and I and this is something that like I, I was thinking about how because I kind of feel like a lot of Nintendo games do this shit where there's this like this where there's like this hundred percent completion goal. I feel like this kind of way in Zelda. But at least in Zelda you can you you just kind of get to do it as you go. And when everything's said and done, more or less, 98% of the things that you needed to get take care of are going to be probably taken care of if you were being dil relatively diligent. By the time you're ready to go beat Ganon or Zant or you know, whoever the fuck it is, you know? What, but, like, with Metroid, like, it's not fun. It's not fun to get all the items if you're getting two-thirds of the items and then just beating the game. Because the items didn't do anything for you. I don't feel any fucking better about having more E-Tanks. Because I already had enough energy. I was getting through the game just fine, you know? We, we talked about this last night. Um, yeah. There was, there was a video that someone showed me. Basically, someone talking about, like... It, like, it's, it's like this this vlogger talking about, like, what it's like to be an artist, right, online. And specifically to be an artist who lives, you know, commission to commission, basically. How you how you build a Twitter platform, how you attract attention, um, and then like what is the appeal of the commission, right? So like one thing they talked about, they had like it was this sort of like they had this theory that's like there are three kinds of content, and he, he called it hero content, which is content that generally everyone is gonna love. So it's like, um, oh, here's the, the Demon Slayer characters, right? Here's the Demon Slayer characters, but they're gender-bent, or, or, oh, they're wearing, like, modern fashion. Like, th things that, like, people, like, pick up on, retweet, you know, like, you know, yeah. save as their wallpaper. Just, like, cute <laughs> art like that, right? Like, well, I... I is, it be is it called hero content because it's, it's the hero of their fucking... Um, content in the fact that it gets all the retweets. I and genuinely love. don't remember, but I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's why he calls it hero. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Um, and then there's there's help content. I think he called it. Uh, so, um, yeah, okay. Yeah, which is is which that like is, tips for artists? Like, like yeah, like just for artists. Those Dude, I actually I don't even like I don't even do art, but I follow tips for artists. Yeah, because like, it's Instagram fascinating. It is. 
I, I have a secret Twitter account, which is not a secret. You can follow it very easily. But it's it's basically like I have a couple of friends who are are Japanese. And Japanese people don't use Discord. It's just not a thing that they do over there. Everyone uses Twitter. And so to keep in touch with, with my friends from Japan, I just have this little this little Twitter account that it's not private. I'm not anonymous. You can find it if you know like my you know, my my one of my old handles. Um, and I have seven followers, and I have tweeted nothing on it. Um, but, like, I I saw one of them, because I follow an animator, I saw one of them retweet just a picture of, like, a pelvis and legs. And the idea was that the legs had these sort of, like, figurine joints, right? And it, it was basically to show, like, the way that you're supposed to imagine leg movement when you're animating them. Oh, dude, I think I've seen this exact... Yeah, uh, it's, like, it's kind of fucking sick, right? It's kind of a cool, yeah. like, gif. And you just get to see, like, kind of how, like, the, the leg moves, right? That, like this, yeah. right? Yeah, Sorry, yeah, audio it's just, only like, program. A, a fold over the leg. Yeah, um, I saw this exact uh, this exact gif b- because I had, like, 12,000 fucking retweets on it because yeah, this shit so is crazy. Yeah, that's help content. So they're like hero content and help content. Like those get a lot of people in. Hero content gets the normies in, right? It gets people to follow you. Help content gets the artists to follow you. Like, okay, this is not just an aesthetic blog, basically. A a Twitter, a Tumblr aesthetic blog. This is also an artist who is seasoned and they can help me. And then the third one was hub content, which was... Which is basically like your OCs, you know, if you're writing a story, like you interesting, know, keeping people keeping people engaged. Your original with content, yeah, original content, like like okay. things that build a community. So like if we if we here at Miku's I, Crack House I had an okay. OC, right, and we tweeted it, yeah, like crack, cracked Miku, cracked Miku, yeah, cracked Miku, and we tweeted funny things about cracked Miku, right? Like yeah. like people would That's kind of content. Com- yeah, people would come for cracked Miku, maybe quite literally, uh. And so, <laughs> dude, I, that's, you know what that sounds like to me, Miles? That sounds like a $10,000 idea. Not a million dollar idea. I'm not that, I'm not that crazy. Not that bold. But $10,000. Yeah. I I'll think put we put 10000 like $10, bucks on Cracked Miku. Yeah. I'm Cracked Miku. We just need an artist who will do it. Yoink. You know what to do. Get on that. <laughs> you'll draw me anything for free. I know this. As long as I yell at you enough, you'll do it. Um, Please. Yeah, no, get on. I mean, that. technically, Cracked Miku. Cracked Miku already exists. It's the fucking logo you're looking. Yeah, but at. we need more oh. Cracked Miku. We need more. We like, do. That's hero con- or that's hub content. Lots <laughs> that's of Cracked con- Miku. And then that hero content is Cracked Nezuko. <laughs> well, the thing about hero content is that Cracked Miku already is hero content because it's this repurposing In a way, right? of Miku. The thing is, um, like, I've I've ranted about the American Vocaloid fandom a million times, and I, I don't want to get involved with them, but if we genuinely did Miku, but she was a fucking, like, drug addict, like, there is an entire, like, side of the Vocaloid community that would think that's really fucking funny. Perfect. Yeah. So we'll, yeah. Get, we'll get... Which is we'll so start, funny. We'll capitalize our on show, Miku. Our show has, like, nothing to do with a- a- <laughs> anything in the title. Yeah. <laughs> But and we you get followers on Twitter. That? We get followers on Twitter who are like, "Oh yeah, it's a Miku account. I'll follow this." Miku yes, account. right. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's some fucking shitty, shitty Spotify podcast. Only one of us knows anything about Miku, like really. Yeah. Which is funny because the other one suggested the name Miku. <laughs> well, you found it on Google. You found it on yeah, Google Earth or whatever. Yeah. yeah so. Right next to the Jotaro versus Dio bridge <laughs> yes, in Cairo. Which, in Cairo. Um, 
Yeah, like so so one thing this artist was talking about was the experience of the commission. That that the appeal of the commission is not just you get your art. It's you get to have an interaction with an artist, you get to trade ideas, you get to watch them be excited or like a fucking rule of thumb. If you get an OC from the artist uh, or from the um the commissioner, you go, "Oh, they're cute. I love them." Like you don't you don't have to fucking mean it. You don't have to mean it. You just have to say it because that's part of the experience. They want people to see their character. They want people to respond to their character. They want people to do things with the character. And the the commissioner wants to have some kind of, you know, interaction with someone who, you know, who, who has an interest in their ideas. The Their interest is that you're paying them. I mean, it's like a therapist. I, I was like, just about to say, isn't it kind of like fucked up and sad in a way that we live in a society or, or Twitter is such a hellscape that like one of the major appeals of getting a commission is the process of the commission itself and not the art piece. Because I was pretty when you told me this, I was pretty I, I had a culture shock moment genuinely because so I was like, what the fuck are you talking about when I get a commission done? I want it to be smooth. I want it to be very easy. Here's what I want. Okay, here's the price. Okay, and it gets done in like a week or less. And it's or if it's a bigger project, obviously more. But smooth and easy process with minimal updates. Meanwhile, you're telling me there's a whole subsect of people who they want to get a commission. And they genuinely want it to take months, and they want it to get fucking delayed, and they want they, they this want fucking... It take, it's not that they want it to take months. I think this is where you're misunderstanding. They, they, basically, they want, they want some level of communication. They want to see the sketch updates. They want, you know, they, they want to see it But evolve. in its own way, in its own way, it's like just to have communication with someone about... I don't know. It just feels so sad. It's like it's like the equivalent of saying like part of the experience of going to McDonald's is that I get to talk to the the cute girl at the McDonald's register. Nothing meaningful gets to happen. She says, "What's my order?" and I say, "Ten piece nugget, medium fry, and a frozen coke." And she says, "Sorry, sir, coke machine broke." And I say, oh, shucks. God damn, get it again, McDonald's. What are we going to do King about this? King Euphoridae. King Euphoridae has broken the soda the coke machine. machine. The coke machine. <laughs> King Euphoridae has already broken the slushy machine. <laughs> Damn. King for a day has drained the icy flavor you want. <laughs> the best part about the King for a day voice is I can only ha- I can only hold the Japanese accent for the name. And then the moment the name is over, I have to give up. I have to give up before I embarrass myself. <laughs> But you get my point, Miles. I do, I do. And and this is this is the the funny disconnect between you and Metroid. In the same way that this is the funny disconnect between you and average commissioner number 81, right? 
Yeah. Average average commission fan versus average art enjoyer. Enjoyer. Yeah. Um <laughs> The the difference is for Metroid fans, they just love doing the 100% cleanup because it's more content and it's and it's yeah. content at the highest level of the game. The game can expect you to have to do the shine spark puzzles, to have to play well, as opposed to in Super where Unless you save all of the Brinstar cleanup for the end game, you will 100% the game at Ridley's Lair. Like, literally. Yeah, and, and also an important key factor that a lot of Metroid, Super Metroid fans overlook is that if you don't get all the items when they're available, the game is really fucking hard. <laughs> that game... With minimal, like, with, like, the minimal missiles and, like, half the the energy tanks. We'll, we'll, we'll fuck you up. It is, of, it is of great worth to get this shit. Which is why I like Super Metroid and exploring is rewarding. Because every missile pack to earn genuinely is like, thank fuck. Five more missiles. I needed these. Or five more super missiles, you know? Oh, the super missiles are huge in that game. Like, super missiles, like, you want those. And that's the other thing. Like, they give you power bombs super early because a power bomb is a screen clearing exploration tool. It's not this just, like, nuke that they give you that just kills every enemy in the game. It is very interesting. Power bombs don't actually work on that many enemies. Like, when you really get down to it, power bombs really yeah. don't work on that many enemies. Um, because what it really is, is a screen clearing tool, like for, for blocks and for hidden objects. Um, and like every Metroid game afterwards has treated it as this like complete game breaking nuke that you're first of all, never going to want to use cause you have the screw attack. So what's yeah. the point in holding it back from you for so long? And uh, second yeah, of all, it also, oh, oh no, fin finish your point. Oh yeah, and second of all, it it basically just becomes another like end game cleanup item that you'll never use. Dread, to be fair, is very smart about this because you can lay a power bomb when Ravenbeak shoots the sun up into the air. That sun attack, you can lay a power bomb and it'll destroy that. Like oh, big sun. that's that dude. That's huge. That's yeah. huge. That's to a know big for one. next time. Oh, by the way, really respect uh that fight. Is tough. Like that fight is it's tough. Great. That re fight requires a lot. That fight requires. It doesn't require a ton from you, but it requires you to memorize like ten different attacks, and like know how to like dodge that and like know it's the tells. Good. You really have to learn it, and you have to play for a long fucking time. And if you don't get all the missiles, you're gonna run out of fucking missiles. Um, which uh, by the way, real quick. The action in this game was good, and then I got the storm missiles, and then it became god tier. Dude, when it, if you told me, Sam, Metroid Dread takes heavy inspiration from Bangayo, I would not have believed you. But here we are. It's, dude, they're the fuck. the storm missiles are just, it's just Bangayo. It's just the Bangayo missiles. And it's fucking awesome, dude. Just letting it fucking 15 of them just rip into a boss or an enemy. That shit's fire. I love those fucking things. Um, but something I wanted to also criticize about Dread that I just thought was like fucking wild. And I wanted to know how you felt about it. It's insane 
how they turn every, and I mean genuinely every single power up in the game into a fucking key. Yeah, I talked about for this a lock. I talked about this already, like on on the fucking podcast. I'm pretty sure where I was just like the power up gaining in this game is nuts. That that there are just doors for everything. There's a fucking it's it it, it would be wide like beam you, door. Wide oh yeah, beam the wide door. beam door. The wide beam door is funny. I think the the one that's the funniest to me is wave beam door. Beam door, which is different. No, sorry, which is different from pla- No, sorry, the wave beam plasma. door is not ridiculous. What's what's ridiculous is the plasma beam door. The wave beam door though is ridiculous because the wave beam is already a key. It's key. a key to shoot through things, but then they make it a door. Door. Because we're out of ideas. Because we're out of ideas. Ideas. I, I don't. I don't want to make Dread sound like a piece of shit. Like it's a it's great not, game. It's the exact opposite. In fact, in fact, here's the X factor, Miles, about all this. I'm kind of glad it's not a good Metroid game. That's the secret. That's, that's where we sauce. differ. That's, that's the, the sauce. sauce. That's that's the difference here. Is is. I acknowledge that what it's trying to to do here is not working compared to the previous games of the series. However, the trade-off for we get a kick-ass 2D side-scrolling action AAA video game in 2021 is a deal I will gladly take with the devil. Absolutely. Like, that's that's the big thing is, ironically, I would have rather they just, like dropped all the pretense and just was like this is a straight up action game there's action game now barely any, there's barely any keys there's barely any expiration there's no cleanup all all the items you get are what you get deal with it yeah because i like i like slowly being doled out the items i want that to stay but could we find a way to like get rid of all like clear out the other like me- the other like metroid sh- the leftover metroid shit that maybe shouldn't be here. Because, you know, think about, like, how, like, Breath of the Wild was sort of, like, clean slate and, like, really was like, no, let's remove a lot of this, like, 3D Zelda shit that maybe worked in the past, but we're not going to do that this time around. I feel like Dread could have used a bit more of that. With that being said, though, even though the game might have been better for it from, like, 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 in my, at least in my opinion, like, a critical perspective... And just it being like a better like piece of video game entertainment, the game probably would have been received worse if it was lacking the these like Metroid elements. Even if as they are in the game are kind of like very, it's very I don't know, it's not I don't it, it's like half measure. They're it's very just the Metroid flavored enough. I I I think I either messaged you or Tom. I said they avoided. They avoided kicking the bees nest by cutting down the entire tree. And they're just like, and they like sideswiped the problem by making the action super good and re- like the whole appeal of the game. And then this other Metroid flavor is just that. It's like flavor. And even though it like sucks, I like don't even give a shit. You know? The thing is, it, it only the- sucks to me. Everyone else says this is one of the best games of the year. This is one of their favorite games. This is one of their favorite Metroid games. And like, here's the thing: if it works for them, it's I my hope favorite they keep Metroid at it. game. I like, hope they keep at it. Like, like I don't, I, dude. I totally. If someone says this is their favorite Metroid game, I totally get it. It's, it's not even like a, I totally get it. I totally get it. I, however, like, 
just because again the the action elements are are not only so so good just on their own completely separate from everything else but compared to the every other metroid game it is like wow because miles i've talked about on the show before how much like my big complaint with super metroid is that the combat sucks and it's the same thing with all the metroid games is that the combat is always like pretty lacking for me in this game they finally did it they they did it they they started something good in Samus Returns, but that game relied too much on the parry and had some other um, issues, and they managed to expand on it and, like, fix those problems, and parrying is just... It's just in the game enough to be... I'm, like, I'm like cool every time it happens. Not oh, like, yeah, no, I damn, love the I'm fucking annoyed. The, the, the thing about the parry, too, is that it has a lot of really nice applications outside of combat... For, for traversal, for, like, I mean, like, some very basic things, um, and it also allows you to stay mobile, but, like, for example, like, if you, you can, you can get a little extra distance before you jump by, like, parrying off of a ledge, so you, because it keeps you in the air for a second, so, like, there's a, a couple of really small sequence breaks you can use, it's something, it's there, yeah. um, and, um, if you, if you parry through a door, it's faster, like, just little things like that, that, that are, you know, that are helped by this, like, mobile parry. Um, I just think the map is kind of whack, and, and I think that, that as a Metroid game, it's sort of like... The, I think the other thing that kills it is that it's all, like, load zone based, and that's just because the Switch is just not that powerful. But oh, like, yeah, so... Uh, let This is something else I wanted to mention that was really noticeable to me, and it's that... And this is... This is, this is the world's fault. This is technology's fault, what I'm about to talk about. But I've, I'm officially, I'm officially been fucked by SSDs beyond belief. The I've gamed on the PS5 for over a year, and I've primarily used the SSD on my computer more and more for modern gaming because it's becoming more and more of a necessity. And dude, those twenty seconds in between regions feels like a fucking eternity now. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it's it's real crazy. Although I will say, a part of me does really like the loading screens. I like how it just makes you just sit with Samus in silence. Yeah. You oh s- yeah. No. Th- s- there's something. There's something to them, and and it's I like, like a that zen. They're... It's like oddly zen. It it does remind me of the elevator rides from like Super and and things like that, but longer, which is kind of yeah. nice. Um, it, it it is zen. I mean, like. I mean, I've been playing a lot of, of Shin Megami Tensei Five. Um, if anyone who's on my Switch, like friend list, like it just must be constantly saying, you know, Miles is playing Shin Megami Tensei Five. Miles is playing Shin Megami Tensei Five. Like every time I fucking boot that game up, like if a battle goes sideways and I recently saved, I'll just fucking quit out, start it over. Miles is playing Shin Megami Tensei Five. It's I, I always chuckle like when my Steam friend list tells me that someone's playing a game like three times because I'm like, oh, it crashed. Like, I just know. I'm just like, oh, I crashed on them. So, whenever you see Miles played Shin Megami Tensei Five, the game closes out, Miles is playing Shin Megami Tensei Five. you're like, ah, first turn of a fight didn't go well, huh? Like, just immediately. <laughs> um, I, And shit, I've been playing that a lot. And like, dude, 60 FPS looks like, uh, like, to, 60 FPS to me looks like wizardry. When I like, when I stop and I, Cause like every now and then I'm I'm playing the game and I'm like doing you know like I'm 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 redoing a segment that I have to do again because I fucking died, um, 
And yeah. and so I'll like I'll turn on like a stream or whatever, and like the streamer will be playing a game in 60 FPS. So I'll be looking at my TV, turn over to the stream, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is too fast. Yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, I- I'll never forget the first time I lay, I- my my bare eyes laid, uh, laid, uh, fate. I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say. They looked at my eyes saw 144p. I'm sorry, 144 frames per second for the first time. Holy shit! I was like, I didn't, I was not expecting this level of smoothness today. I was not What's- expecting. It's insane, dude. How how night and day it looks. Well, what's crazy is that I've officially had my PC for a year. Officially a year of being a PC gamer. And, like, dude, I'm just... I'm just not one. Like, it's, like, kind of nuts. I'm just not a part of the Master Race. Like, try as I might. I'm just, like... I'm I'm just, like, dude, 30 is fine. I can live with 30 FPS. Like, I don't need to upgrade my shit. Like, I'm... Like... I'll I'll play on PC and I'll I'll have like an okay time, but like I'll I'll play a PC game for five hours. I'll play a Switch game for fucking like twelve. Like there's just something about the PC where like it's just not the ritual. It's just not the ritual that like sitting down with a, a just, controller in my hand on my bed is. And I don't okay. I don't know why. I don't okay, know why. Miles, okay. If this is the case, then if this is the case. You you really need to acquire a PS5 or Series X, one or the other. I don't give a shit. Because at least these things play games competently. Like, like the PS5 and the, the Series X play games at, at a reasonable frame rate. At, yeah, at but a they're, real they're playing rate. games that I don't care about. Like SMT5 is gonna come out on PC. I'm gonna play that shit at 60 FPS because there's no way it's running at 144. That does not happen with Japanese games, and it's gonna look fucking you, awesome. Yakuza runs at 144. Well, Sega's different. Sega's Sega's on crack. Those guys over there are on fucking crack. Like yes, yes, and who's Atlas owned by? There, but the, like, but here's the thing. Atlas is like this, like fucking double A, get like on bullshit. Him. Get on him. You did. Get you on did. Him. But like, I'm talking Sega first parties, right? I'm talking fucking Sega first parties. Yes. Because Atlas is like, like Sega have always been technical wizards. Sega's always been technical wizards. Even with the Dreamcast, the most advanced fucking console of 2000 ever. They're they are technical fucking artists, and like Atlas is not. Atlas is not. They've just never been. I mean, yeah, their games can some... I, I think Persona 5 runs at 60, I think. I don't know. Um, I, it, I think It's not... Ca- I, like, I think Catherine from, on Classic runs at 60. Like, I don't know. So, but like, so for my knowledge, the game... The, the, the SMT5 on Switch, correct me if I'm wrong, Miles, runs at technically, like, a unlocked 60, right? No, I I don't. I have never seen it go like okay anywhere near sixty. In my it, okay, I knew I knew it would rarely get there, but I just remember I remember it running at a m- much smoother frame rate on Ryujinx on day one of launch, and I thought it was because it was unlocked. No, was that's unlocked. because Ryujinx is is good. Well, 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 well. If it was well. If the game had a locked frame rate at like thirty, the game would just oh, still I, run I at thirty. But but if the, if it was unlocked just because it would be on a stronger machine, it would just work. Like that's why, dude. Like that's dead ass why. Like 
the 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 PS5 and the Series X are so good because you're like, well, they don't have any fucking the games. It's like, okay, fair enough. But the games you do have on PS4 and shit, just play better. A lot of them, just like fucking, just play play better, or even got free updates or you know whatever, or again had unlocked frame rates from the start. Um, and that's great. So I'm like happy at the very least for like it because. I just feel like, right, I guess the point I'm trying to make, Miles, is that I feel like right now, console gaming's pretty good. Fuck, were you talking about? Uh, frame rates. Uh, <laughs> oh, t- yeah, I, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I just don't care. Like, if if the, if the game is good and it runs a 20, I'll fucking play it. I don't I just shit. can't. I can't. I'm the exact opposite now. I literally can't do it anymore. I, I, I can't. I can't do it. Dude, I can't. I can't wait for Ocarina of Time, which has been fucking reverse engineered on PC to run at sixty. Like that's dude. Awesome. Isn't this shit fucking awesome? This yeah, game is but- gonna get cracked the fuck out, dude. Oh yeah, that shit. That shit's fucking awesome. But like, like, if if you're gonna tell me that, like, yeah, unfortunately, fucking, uh, you know, what, like, what fucking game? Like, oh yeah, you know, one one of my favorite fucking games of all time is never gonna run at sixty. I'll be like, all right, whatever. Whatever, I'm still gonna fucking play it. I'm still gonna go back to it. I'd, lo- I'd l- I would love it if every fucking game I played ran at sixty. I'm I'll always be excited when a game that I love gets remastered and it, it runs at a higher frame rate. Like fuck yeah. But like I'm just not at this like PC zealot point where like where uh, someone's like if it runs below sixty, I will not tolerate it. I disagree. I just want games to fucking play well. Because yeah, I have a machine. Because here's the deal. Because I have a machine capable of playing the games well. So I want them to play well. So I, what I don't like when, when games don't play well for fucking stupid reasons, you know? Yeah, and if I'm playing the fucking Switch and the game doesn't run well, like I'm like, all right, that's what I fucking signed up for. Yeah, and that's where I, that's where I, I differ. That's where I leave it. I say, I'm not signing up for that shit. I'll see you on PC. But I leave it at that. There's really no more to, there's no more to say, you know? And the same way how I'm a fucking little stickler bitch about the fucking Epic Games Store. Final Fantasy VII Remake integrates coming to PC. Oh, Epic Games looks only? Okay, I'll see you next year. When you're on Steam and, and GOG and everywhere else. All right, later. I got plenty of other shit to play, you know? Yeah, I just, dude, I just, like... I just can't put up with, like, PC people being like, like, yeah, these are my principles and I'm sticking to I'm like, I don't give a shit, dude. You're gonna show, you're gonna, you're gonna sell the fuck out for Elden Ring. Like, like, I, I know, I know this. Your, your principles don't fucking matter the moment that some game you love comes out that breaks them. Like, shut the fuck up. Stop being holier than thou. Play the good games. Like, that's, that's my mentality But, but, but Elden this. Ring, but Elden Ring's gonna, gonna play at a good frame rate. I, I don't mean you, Sam. I don't mean you. I mean the royal you. <laughs> Gamers in general. But but how what? is how is liking Elden Ring going against the general gamer's principle who likes what I what I mean is PC if games. Elden Ring if the Elden games Ring on was a, PC if Elden Ring was a fucking Epic Games exclusive nobody would wait no one would wait they'd play it immediately nah. yeah I'd probably play it too yeah exactly that's my fucking point there's gonna be a game that's gonna come out that's gonna make you go ah shit all right all right I'll play it I'll play that uh, you know and I don't know which game it's gonna be. I don't know which game it's going to be, but it's going to be one game. There's and definitely, so, b- 
Although I will, I will, I will say because I have bought in like four or five games on the Epic Game Store, and I've just not not had a. I don't like it. I don't fucking like the goddamn launcher. That's fine. It's I'm shitty. I'm fine with that. And I don't like playing games on it. It's it's not cool, and I like it. I'm fine with that. That's fine by me. I don't, I don't have a fucking problem with it. Here's the thing. I don't have a problem with it. The only time I have a fucking problem with it is when people, like, make this big, like, fucking deal about it. Like, if you're just like, all right, I don't really like the Epic Game Store, so I'm not going to buy games on the Epic Game Store because I just don't like the launcher. Okay. Like, whatever. I don't, I don't give a shit. But, like, yeah. don't fucking tell me. I don't care. Like... I, I guess I guess what I, what bugs me about like PC you know gamers right is their insistence on always telling me their insistence on always fucking telling me the second that I'm like 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 their insistence on telling me the second there's any news on anything like I gotta know every fucking thing about their machine I gotta know everything about the things that they aren't willing to put up with and and you know and like the moment you're like yeah I don't care that much about frame rate I just want to play the good game they're like yeah but have you ever played a game at 144 I'm like yeah I've played several games at 144 I don't care what part of I don't care do you not understand if the game is good I will play it yeah I just want to play good games at you don't understand why I, you I, I, I uh, no you have to understand I would love to play good games at a good performance or with great graphic settings or that yeah. look nice I would love that but I don't need that I don't need it I don't I if I would not have missed out on SMT5 to wait for it to come to fucking PC. Because guess what? If I waited for SMT5 to come to PC, my game of the year would have been Metroid Dread or Resident Evil Village, and I would have felt fucking bad about the year 2021. <laughs> I would have been like, I guess this year was okay. I yeah. don't know. I didn't play anything that I really loved this year. Resident Evil... And I, and I you know, and to be fair, I did love Village, but I, I love Village from a very specific standpoint of like, it's really interesting to see Resident Evil do fairy tales. That's really cool, especially as someone who finds fairy tales, especially fairy tale horror, really cool. But, like, I'm also, like, disappointed with the combat. Like, I think that, you know, I think the way that they handled guns in that game ain't great. I think the lack of enemy variety ain't great. Shit like that. Um, that I would have just been like, yeah, that game needed another six months in the fucking cooker. This ga That game needed to be a Christmas release. Um, so, like just the the amount of things i might have missed out on if i if i was a fucking snob about performance man the amount of things well it just seems like you would have missed out on smt5 but according to the nvidia leak where apparently i'm gonna get in like february so i i i, I don't know i just because here's the thing miles if i'm playing that game on on switch and i know in the back of my mind that PC for this game is relatively imminent. The entire time I'm going to be playing the game, I'm not going to be fucking thinking about how good it is. I'm going to be fucking thinking about damn. Wouldn't this game be much better if I was just playing it on my computer right now? <laughs> like, that's all I'd be fucking thinking about. Because I'll tell you what, right now, Miles, that's how I was feeling when I played Mon the Monster on a Rise demo on Switch. When I was like, man, it's great to have Monster Hunter back in my life. Man, this is a really not as fun. This is just nowhere near as fun to play on a second by second basis compared to world right now. Even with all the cool shit, like the dog and the uh, 
and just the general faster speed of fucking play. Um, despite all that, it was just like the moment to moment, the second by second gameplay and actively interacting with the game on any level was just was just significantly worse on Switch. Lo and behold, Miles, eight months later, the demo for Rise drops on PC. And it's like 15 times better. Like I actually couldn't believe it. Because a part of me, when I booted up the PC demo, Miles, was kind of thinking to myself, is this really going to be that much better? Right? Like, are they really, like, could they really do that much to the game? If it was already made for Switch, like the game looks like what the game looks like. And the game sort of like plays and feels how, how it plays and feels. But playing it on my fucking my fucking nice gaming monitor, 27 inch gaming monitor, at a at a nice crispy fucking frame rate. I think it was either I was either running it at 60 or 120, I don't remember. Um at 2K, nice because that's another thing too about Monster Hunter was it ran at like 600 like it was like 800 900p or something like that uh docked and you know they're, they're fucking running the re engine on switch it's a fucking miracle the game works at all it's a technical marvel on switch for all intents and purposes from like a from like a, again from like a digital foundry tech perspective rise on switch is like a kind of an insane game but I know I can do better, and I want better. You, you know? No, so and, and I'll wait. here's the thing. So I will gladly wait. I will gladly wait. And now and now, Capcom has has come out. I don't know if you saw this news story from a couple months ago, Miles. Capcom in Japan has flat out said that PC is now their primary platform. Yeah, like, and that I'm, is that's their, awesome. That's, that's great. Sick. I hope I know. I, hope I know Kojima Japanese... said something similar of him being like, yeah, I really want to keep working on PC games. I'm like, great, I'm here. Let's Let's make it happen. I but think like the if, pandemic. Uh, I think that I think Japanese uh, gamers got really into PC over the pandemic. For I don't know why or like I, I don't know like I don't know why they wouldn't just fucking buy consoles when they went home. But yeah, PC is really I think kicked off there, and they're also seeing a lot of fucking great game sales. Like say, like dude, like Persona Four Golden on PC, like I think sold like like a million units or something absurd. It's a port. It's a fucking port of a Vita game from from at the time like eight like seven eight years prior, free money like free free money. So all these fuckers are 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 uh, coming to PC and I'm happy about it. But if that means I gotta wait, I'll do it. I don't care. Although I will say I will say since like the PS5 is is like such a a great capable piece of hardware, especially for the price, um. I don't feel like when Kenna Bridges Spirits was a was an Epic Game Store exclusive. I had like no qualms buying that on PS5. Where like I would not have bought that game on PS4 because it would have it would have it would have looked and ran poorly, and I either would have begrudgingly bought it on Epic or what probably would have happened was just not buy it at all and just wait till it eventually comes to Steam in a year or two. The the I think the thing for me is that I know full well that if I don't experience a game. Like, as soon as it comes out, where I get the opportunity to play it with friends and to have conversations, I'll never get to fucking talk about it with anyone. Okay, because that's... Can we explain this? I want to dive in on this topic, specifically. Playing a game on day one. But continue your thought. But here's the thing. 
I have missed the fucking boat. I have literally missed the boat to talk about Death Stranding with other human beings. Because the most I got to talk about Death Stranding with other human beings was when the game fucking came out. And me and, like, five friends played it. And we were all like, this game's amazing. Like, you know, the the people who hate it are fucking stupid. And they don't know what they're talking about. This game is awesome. And then... For three fucking years, there was just mostly radio silence. The, then the PC version came out, and no one I knew fucking played it. No one I knew fucking played it on PC, because they were like, yeah, I'll wait for a sale. That Sales come, the game's $15. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'll, wait, I'll wait a little longer. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, no. Here's the thing about PC, Sam. And here's the thing about PC gamers. They are never going to play these games. They, it, it is just like the commission, Sam. It's just like the commission. The experience of playing a game on PC is not to play the game. It is to buy the game at a cheap price and see it run at a high frame rate and then never finish it. I don't know a single fucking person who finishes their games on PC. Meanwhile, when my friends, when they fucking buy console games, they finish the shit out of those. I, I think that, that PC is the experience of owning a PC is owning a bunch of games you will never complete. And and that's just my own observation of like people and I think it has something to do with no, the this Steam is true. sale. It, it's it's, it's do- a lot to do with how I, I wouldn't just say the Steam sale models. I would say it has some a lot to do with just how easy it is to acquire game Steam keys online. And I'm not just saying like like, and I'm not even saying through like like illegal means or even like secondhand gray market. I mean, all through, I've not bought a single game illegally, uh, like from any gray market site. Everything I've bought has been legitimate keys on Steam, and I have in my library like in total like six hundred and like forty five something games. Um, yeah, so, yeah, something around there. It's in like the six forties. That's like fucking absurd. But a lot of it is stuff from like hum like was from years of just being a humble guy, like humble supporter and like spending like ten bucks here and there in college every three weeks when a bundle was good and just getting a ten dozen games there, seeing, oh hey, this trilogy of games that looks interesting is like ten bucks right now. I'm not really interested in it right now, but it's ten dollars right now. If I'm interested in playing it in two months, I'll have it, you know? It enters the library. It's like fucking... It's kind of like Pokemon. You know? Because it's like once you got the Pokemon, you got the Pokemon, you know? Like once... Like, you know, in a sense that like, you know, once... Once Bioshock enters the Steam library... Unless I refund it, it will not leave the Steam library. You know, it's acquired. It's just... It, it's in the... It's tied to my account, and it's there. Um... Because of that, because I have fucking 640-something games, not to mention two miles, uh, I have access to any Nintendo Entertainment, Super Nintendo Entertainment System, Genesis, fucking PlayStation 1, PS2, GameCube. You know, I could emulate anything I, I want to. I have a lot of fucking choice. I have a metric fuck ton of choice. So, for me, like, a game really has to keep my attention. Not for... Not for while I'm playing it. It has to get its hooks in me that I want to come back to it. Because that's what I've noticed with a lot of games. Is I'll start stuff, play for two to four hours, get a chunk of the way in. Stop for, you know, what? stop because it's late and it's time to go to bed or I'm done for the day, whatever. 
and I won't return to it just because I am interested in playing other stuff. And if the game wasn't that gripping, I'm like really unlikely going to go back to it. That's why I drop all this. Sh- That's why I drop shit all the time. It's a fucking miracle. I, I stick with fucking anything. Even dude, even like, I gotta be honest, even like Metroid Dread, I played the, I played everything, but literally the, like the la- like the final fucking fo- boss fight in the last like five, 10 minutes. Um, and I, I had to get that when I, I couldn't do it on the fucking tablet. I'm like, I need a controller for this. Um, but like, I had to like say to myself, it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take the rest of the night, put on, put, put the game on and we're going to beat the game tonight. And then I'm going to boot up and I'm going to finish the last like two or three hours of Death's Gambit I have. Because I know if I don't make myself do it right now, it'll never happen. And even though I'm at the final boss of Metroid Dread, it very well could just be I just don't go back to it. You know? That like, that's just, I don't know. But that's different that. habits. It's different. It's just different gaming habits. Yeah, based it's just on... something about that like depresses me. Just the, Just the knowledge that like... People will, like, buy this, like, great work of art that I, like, know will affect them and know will, like, really change them or or could stick with them. And, and this isn't Dread. This is just, you know, there are yeah. certain games that I've recommended to people that I'm like, I know that this game will matter to you if you beat it. And then instead, they're like, yeah, I have 900 hours in, in, in fucking Team Fortress 2. I guess I'll go for a thousand. And, and, yeah. I, and look... I got, I got fucking no, I got, I should not have beef with people who like their whole thing is, is that they buy these games and then they don't fucking play them. Um, because I do that shit too. I do that shit all the time too. The difference is that I stopped doing it because I realized what a waste of money it was when I looked at my PS4 library and I was like, oh my God, I have all these games that are still wrapped that are still wrapped up that I haven't played. And, yeah. and just seeing it physically is so different than seeing it digitally. That people... is definitely a huge thing, too. Yeah. That's a and, huge fucking thing. And so when I moved over to PC, I kept that mentality. So, like, I have all these games that people have gifted me, that I got on sale, things like that, that I haven't started. And even then, my library is only at 150 games, and I've played maybe 15 of them, right? And, but I'm not at that point where I got fucking 700 games, I played eight of them, and, and one of them I have 300,000 hours in, because it's, it really, it's the only game I needed to buy. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, here's it's just, the I don't know, that, that's just, that's just, that's just my, like, mentality on it, it's just, like, the thought of, of, of just great art being bought, and then just, and then people never doing it because, oh, I'm waiting for a sale! It's just like, all right, bud, there is no sale good enough for you to get this game. I know that. What you're really saying is I need as many excuses. I mean, they might just not be that interested in it, Miles. Have you ever considered that they might just not be interested that interested in the game you're recommending? The the problem the problem I have with that is that (laughs) they fucking express interest in the game. They're like, yeah, it looks awesome. I really want to play it. I'm just waiting for a sale. That's when I know that. It's not actually about the game. It's about the dopamine hit of buying it at the cheapest price possible. I, I, there's so, I, well, I believe there's something to what you're saying. I definitely, I definitely think you're, you're, you're overblowing it. It, it, it submits. It depends. It depends on the person. Uh, That's the thing I want to say. This is not every, like, 
this is not everyone ever. This is just certain people that I've interacted with where, like, I see the strings. Where I see the fucking strings through, like, their, their like, haughty PC bullshit. Where, where, like, I can tell, I can tell that there is something in their brain that is fucking broken, a mechanism, where they don't actually enjoy the art. It's sort of like how you don't like games, you like the medium. Yeah. These people don't actually like the hardware or the software. They like the experience of being in the club. They like, they like having the Sam's Club membership card, but they don't shop at Sam's Club. Where, where there is just something fundamentally broken inside of them, where being a PC gamer is not about being a gamer. It's about owning a very expensive piece of hardware. I, I definitely, maybe to some, maybe to some people, but I would not categorize, I would, I would say that is a, I would not a categorize big minority. I would say I that, I wouldn't a- categorize myself, but I'd say it's a pretty big minority, dude. I don't think it's a big minority. I, I think I think there's a shocking amount of people that that you could consider, uh, that you could consider these people. I, I would say most people who are really enthusiastic about the PC as a piece of technology fall into this because you end up discovering that they actually have a massive Steam library, and what they end up doing is mostly playing like VR chat. Or, you know, replaying, um, like, a game that really is not that graphically intensive or doesn't require a lot of computational power. And yeah. at most, they might be excited for one AAA game that will challenge their machine. Um, but for the well, most well, part, like, I think, the I, think the- a lot of, I think a lot of people just own the PC as a sort of, like... I think there are a lot of people... And I see this a lot in anime discords. This is a big thing in anime discords, <laughs> especially. Where, where I think a lot of people own it as an aesthetic piece. It, hmm. I never actually, it's, the aesthetic piece thing is really interesting. I never actually really considered that people do use computers for that. But, but ha- having them be the, pri- that be the primary purpose is like this, this like aesthetic, like nerd shit. I mean, it um, makes sense for anime. Like, anime, yeah, it makes, a lot, definitely like, makes the the anime fan might as well just be called the aesthetic fan. Because yeah, because they although they I, just like the weeb aesthetic. They don't actually watch half the animes. Yeah, although I will say, I will say this, Miles. I I want to, I, I the reason I say it's like um I I I'd say it's a minority of people is because PC gaming in in twenty twenty one is like completely different than like fifteen. 20 years ago it's a whole like was a whole different ball game (laughs) well obviously yes yeah but but what i'm but the point i'm saying is that 20 years ago there were actual pc games like p like the pc games don't like really exist in the way they they did anymore yeah like crisis you can play tropico 6 on nintendo switch yeah or, or, or but like the idea of like games coming out that push your machine just don't really exist because everything comes to console. And if everything comes to console, it can't really push your fucking PC. Like that's be clear here. Like that's be clear here. Any game that 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 is made for any the lowest it's always based on the lowest common denominator. The hardware always. It doesn't matter what this whether it's a it's a game that is has a phone version or is a game that is on the Switch or a game that's only on PS4 or Xbox, whatever the case may be, games have to work on that lowest common denominator machine on the weakest link. 
And because of that, no, and because of the way the market is, everything's more or less comes to console eventually. And there really is no like PC graphical pushing shit that comes out at such a rate for there to be like real and enthusiast about pushing the the best games. With that being said, there obviously those people still exist who still want the the best graphics. To me, I in why I feel like why I got into PC gaming personally, and why I feel like many other people get into it. Because I got to be honest, I didn't get into it for the fucking graphics. This is this is I didn't come in, for, in into it for the performance initially. I came into it for the fucking a. Here's what I came in for before. I came into it for the vast library of ga- of games that are a old and don't work on the then current gen system, the, the last gen systems, the Xbox One and the PS4 from 360 PS3 era. These games that were kind of have been sort of forgotten about more or less, unless they got backwards compat on three on Xbox One or whatever. But so you have this whole lineup of of games from years past along with basically like most third party releases now like yeah, more ma- that's, more or less everything comes to PC now eventually that's, that's why I got into PC too like the the expanded library of games and and I think that's why I will never be at that like zealot level of like it has to run it at this or I'll never play it because I got it for the games I got it for the games and and I have put up with a lot of games giving me a lot of shit on PC, and then I would play them, and then they would just be fine. And I would not enjoy them that much. And that's not the fucking hardware's fault. It's just that the game wasn't great enough. Yeah. And, and so, and I guess that's kind of my, my point and my, my philosophy on it. Like, I want the game to start working quickly, and if I see that there are better graphic settings or like if, if I get into it and it's running at like a less stable frame rate or it doesn't look as good, I, I know that I got to go back into the menu and I got to yeah, fix this that's, shit. Like that's, I, that's the difference between you and us. You just want to just start the fucking game and play it. We're yeah. like me. I want the best, most optimal experience playing the game. I want to, Make sure the settings are optimal. I want to make sure that my headphones are set to 7.1 surround sound. I want to use my Xbox One Elite Series 2 controller with the back paddles and the optimal analog sticks for the game I'm playing. I take this shit fucking seriously because I'm a fucking nerd. I'm a big ass dweeb. I take it seriously too. Like when I start the fucking game, I go into the fucking menu every time. I make sure my settings are right. Start the game. Something unexpected happens and I got to quit the fuck out. Yeah, the only difference is, is that I, I, I want to put in the work. That's the only difference here. The the difference is, is that I actively want to like do this. I like like going into. I active Miles. The difference is, I I think between you and I, is I actively enjoy booting up Neo for the first time and going to settings and scrolling through all the settings. Like that gives me great pleasure to do to do this. And to, and to methodically go through and look at all the settings and to see this stuff and to make sure that it, it looks exactly how I want it and to play exactly how I want it to and to control exactly how I want it to. Be- because, again, I'm a psychopath and I really like this shit. In the same way, in the same sense, 
how I bought a, a fucking six button pad from Hori so I could play N64 games better. You know, like that's that's how 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 fucking crazy I am, you know. No, but I would have done the same shit because the interface is really fucking important to me. I, I the, the like I I care about the controller. Like I, I think I mentioned this too. Like I don't like playing like Game Boy games with my PS4 controller. It feels wrong. It feels sacrilegious. Like there there is a like I I mean yeah I I would say that I'm I'm somewhat ritualistic. I the the issue that I end up having is is more a case of like I just don't. Like, I got into the PC, everyone fucking hyped it up, like, man, once you see 144, you're never gonna go back. No, I went back, it was just fine. Thanks, sorry. I don't get it. I don't fucking get it, and I don't get you. You, the royal you, not you, Samuel. I understand you perfectly well, don't you worry. Don't you worry, Sam. Yeah. I, 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 this has been the longest rant. This has been the whole episode. I said one thing, and it just spiraled out of control forever. Well, it's just, it's, it's the great crack house divide. That is the it's, great crack house divide is, is, is because you're a PC convert, right? You're yes. a PC convert. And there ain't nothing, PC- there ain't no better zealot than a convert. Let me, let but, me tell but, you. And, and I think that's where I'm like baffled is that like, I am a fucking zealot. I am a fucking convert, but I'm not a zealot. And I meet other zealots who are also converts. And I go, what am I missing? What, like, what happened to, what happened in your childhood that did not happen in mine? Where, where you have become like this. I want to know, can you show me? I want to know about the strangers like me. I'm trying to think, like, what it, what it might be. Because maybe it's like a a difference in, in when we, like, in age. In, like, when we got introduced to this. Because I got into PC gaming I I got started with PC gaming the summer of 2016 and actually got my first Windows computer that like September October of 2016. So I was like 1920 19 yeah, that was 19 when I was when I started gaming on PC. So you know relatively young all things to say where you were like what 24 when you got your PC. I was 24. Yeah. So and by that point I was done. I was a curmudgeon. Yeah, like, and 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 obviously, it's it, you might be like, well, everyone's, you know, it's not like it's such a great year gap. But I was in the midst of college, like, plenty of free time to like just dick around with it and just like kind of mess with it. Where like you were out of school when you got your, you know, when you got your computer, you had other like responsibilities and shit you had to work on too. So maybe it wasn't, you know, you just want to fucking play shit. And you don't want to fucking deal with this, you know, nonsense. Shit fucking crash and shit just not fucking working. And I well, empathize and I, with that. I can't. I can't not empathize with that. Right. I mean, I, I think. I think it's more just this idea of like, of like, I will never get this. I, and and I, I genuinely think it like more than technology. I think it's that we have very different outlooks on art. Like for me, for me, the art is the king. Whatever the whatever the developer intended, whatever the artist is trying to say, I'm there for it. What you got? Show me what you got. If I hate what you got, I'll hate it because you specifically have have failed as an artist to do the thing. That's why that's why I was the most mad about Last of Us Part Two. It wasn't just because the game was fucking boring; it was because the storytelling was borked, 
It was because the, the actual storytelling and the way that it told that story was fucking borked. And then the, the mechanics and the stealth gameplay was fucking borked. I didn't give a shit about, about the pacing issues or the, the, you know, like any of the other shit that like someone on Reddit would fucking complain about, right? What bothered me about it was the failure of craftsmanship as a stealth action video game and as a narrative. That shit pissed me off. I didn't care about the plot beats. I cared about how the plot beats were set up, right? The art is yes. always going to be the king. I think I think you are, have a much easier time just, like, getting into shit. I mean, Sam, I'm talking big tree here, Sam. I'm talking big tree. You see a big tree, you're like, where do I sign up? Which, by the way, I forgot to mention, Castle in the Clouds has a big tree. Big tree. Oh, There's a you. level called the Giant Sacred Tree. Oh, <laughs> And you just oh. climb, the level is you climb a giant tree, Sam. Say no more. Say no yeah. more. Also, there's boobs. You got to play this game. It's it's pretty good. I liked it a lot. Um, and it's got the famous Piper, Piper Pep, <laughs> Piper Peppin shot. Piper Pippin. <laughs> the, the famous Piper Peephole. Dude, can we call her Piper Peephole? <laughs> As long as I get to go, uh, call the other guy Dick Pilzer or whatever the fuck his name was. <laughs> Dick Piper Peephole and Dick Pilzer, the new, the, the the new additions to the Crack House Burning America Saga. I guess that's what it's called, the the Burning America Saga, <laughs> where Jeffrey Epstein is the president. Which, by the way, is the truth. Yeah, but exactly, I agree. But the but no, I definitely I I see what you're saying. And my thing is this: it's not that I like. It's not that I, like, don't care about the art. I, uh, I just think you have more access points to enjoying art than I do. I, th I think that there are more ways for you to get into something than for me. Because, like, you, you can be into something because you just, like, enjoy the messaging or what it has to say or what it does. But you can also just enjoy something because there's a big tree in it. Or, or because... It has the bluest blue or the worst plane shot. Or just all these things. Like, like I, I just think that you are a more open-minded individual in that the, the fucking world is your oyster. Art itself is your oyster. Whatever whatever is interesting about the art to you is great. Whereas, like, for me, And then most of the other time, all the bad shit's like, yeah, forget about it. Who cares? Yeah, like, whereas for me, like, I'm really paying attention to very specific things. I want some very specific things. When those very specific things happen, I'm excited. When those very specific things don't happen, I'm like, whatever, I'll probably forget about it. And when those very specific things fail, I'll remember it because I'm mad. I, I, I feel, I definitely, yeah, I definitely can agree with that. I know you well, well enough. Yeah, that's, that's definitely how that goes. And also, too, I, 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 I am... And I just, I, I feel confident saying this when it comes to gaming. I'm willing to put in a lot of work. I'm willing to give a lot. To just, to, whatever. Emulating shit. Fucking, fucking modding Sonic Adventure. So it, like, looks good, you know? I'll, I'll put in the work. I'll, I'll put in the work for the, for the best experience. Even if it means I have to seek out these wacky fucking third-party solutions. It's because, like, I just want... I want the best and I'll I'll put in the work to 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 get it. You know, where I can't but I can't 
I can say that, but at the same time, I can't like fucking blame people for not wanting to necessarily do that. And I'm glad that for those people, the PS5 and the Series X exist and are good. Like, like, yeah. and and ideally, the- ideally, it will make people like. I mean, ideally, it will it will make people care more about their games performing better as opposed to how exactly their games look. And, and because, we're because already seeing that's this, what by I the way. This about. is already and and for the record, two miles. The, the 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 silver lining here is I feel confident saying this has already happened. There are there are many a consoleites I have seen who were who throughout the entirety of the PS4 and Xbox One generations play nothing but 30 FPS games and were like, what's the difference? Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. Yada yada yada. And then they get their hands on a Series X or PS5, and most of these games just are working out of the box at 60 at some level. So they're actually seeing it and playing a lot of games for the first time at 60 and they're noticing for once they're fucking noticing, especially when they're given the option and they can actually like back and forth check and like really see with their own eyes in front of them, what it looks like. It's really noticeable for people. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad people are seeing, cause it is so like, I cannot stress this. Enough. It's frame rate is really important to the game resolution ray tracing than, than yeah exactly like other that that stuff's nowhere near nowhere near the level of the the frame rate because the frame rate and the refresh rate is directly tied to your inputs which is how yeah. you interact with the art and if you're the game runs at 30 frames per second interacting with the art is less fun than it is at, at 60. And like, that's just how I feel. So I'm like, I would just, for the sake of the art, I'll wait. I'll just wait. Cause I know I'll have a better time on my fucking sick ass computer. Um, and I'll be patient, but I it, wanted it, to bring it back. Miles. Well, it's, it's very interesting for me because like, like I, I knew people who were like, yeah, I hear that there's going to be a patch for doom eternal that turns RTX on. So I'm going to wait until that comes. I'm like, you're going to be moving at the speed of a truck in Doom Eternal. You're not going to be able to pay attention to the reflections and the surfaces. Yeah. Like, that. But that it's... that is lunacy to me. That's insanity. But, like, I, I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily crazy. I mean, let me give you, I mean, let me give you an example. Like, like The Witcher 3 is getting, like, a, a, a big, up, like, update on consoles and computer, too. To, that also adds in ray tracing among a myriad of other, like, graphical updates. I'm. I kind of want to play the. I want to. I've been kind of itching to go back to The Witcher Three, but, but I'll wait. Me, I'll gladly wait. I'm not. I'm not itching to it, go right now. I'll wait. But that, that's the difference. The Witcher Three came out fucking six, seven years ago now. Like The Witcher Three is fucking old ish. It's not actually old. Like that's the difference. Like Doom Eternal was a new fucking video yeah, game. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah, Doom Eternal was a new fucking video game when I heard people being like, I'll wait until they patch in RTX. It's like, no one's going to be talking about this game by the time that, that fucking RTX comes out. But you're does gonna, it matter? But does it, but, but that's, then let's bring it back to this. Does that matter? I was having a conversation with uh, my good buddy Sam's younger brother, Jake Mosher, of the Super Mosher Brothers show. Fun podcast. Um, And we should have them on the show. Uh, We could get them on. Uh, we could. And that episode might we, not I, suck. Yeah, maybe. That might not but, suck. But what I love about what I love about Jake is that he's like a twenty-year-old Zoomer who plays dif- video games in a completely different way than we do. 
Like, we had a conversation about how he never replays games. He plays them once, he hits the credits, and then he moves on to something else, to, high, to, to, to other pastures. And to me, that's crazy, because I, when I really love a game, I play through it like, like four or five times, you know, when I'm really, I'm really into something. And so that's crazy to me. And one thing he mentioned, because we were talking about buying games on day one, because I was really thinking about it after seeing fucking Battlefield 2042 launch and a bunch of other games come out just like kind of buggy or busted or like kind of half-baked. And it's like, there's no reason anybody should buy video games day one in, in 2021. There is really no reason to. In if you wait three, if you wait two to three months, a lot of these $60 games are going to be 30 or 40 bucks, maybe even less if they weren't received like super, super well. Even the PlayStation, even like again, the highest bar of AAA, the PlayStation for party games will, will, will hit 30, you know, in eight months afterwards, if you just wait, the games, games come out are buggy. They're busted. They need patches. So if you wait, the games are just going to play better and they're going to be less buggy and more polished because games has come out half-baked now. And games are are evolving pieces of art. They're not static anymore. They change. Even single-player games change. Sekiro was a game and then a year later it got some random free update that added in a boss rush and a couple of costumes and in the ability to leave notes in the world, like in Dark Souls, the game just changed all of a all of a sudden. It was one thing, and now it, it it's it's different. It has new content, and because of that, it's just like it's just. I feel like a lot of times it's just worth it. Just wait. You're gonna get the game for cheaper. It's probably gonna play better. It might have more content than when you would have first played it. But then Jake Mosher countered with this X factor that you bring up. This this notion of the conversation. To which I, I, I have to say that I don't get to talk to people about new video games I play anyways. So I don't know where this is happening. But maybe that's just me. Maybe 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 that maybe that's just maybe that's just me. Maybe that's because I got I got no I got no gamer friends who are out here playing we're out here in these in these streets in Mexico racing around Forza Horizon 5 that I can speak with or that active or or or, or better yet actively want to talk to me about the game. You know? Sam, I have I have I have a couple of moments in my life where I was fucking glad to be on the fucking ground floor. And you know one of them. You were there for one of them. But when when FF7 remake came out, and people were fucking bitching and moaning about the ending and the combat system. It was fucking, like, infuriating. It was fucking, frankly, infuriating to be in the middle of that. But, like, I will basically always have this sort of context of, like, I was there when people were bitching about the ending and complaining about the ending. I promise you, when that game comes to PC and you have all these people who are playing the game for the first time, they're not going to be talking about it. They're not going to be talking about it because it's not brand new. Chances are they even know about this shit already. They already know about the the welding of of you know of of various compilation cannons into the uh, into Seven Remake. Like they know about that shit. Um, but I I loved being able to ha to have like genuine conversations about. No, here's why I actually think this is a good thing. 
Here's why I think this is an interesting direction. And people being able to either counter with their dumbass takes or with genuinely interesting ones. I am glad that I got to have that conversation because otherwise... I don't talk about that shit with anyone, and I will literally never, and I will just, like, never have my mind expanded in that way. I will never get to have conversations like that again, um, but the, the one that was the most fun for me was being on the fucking ground floor of Last of Us Part 2, like, actually being the first person I knew who played through the whole thing, and, like, genuinely, like, having these fucking normie friends who are like, I didn't like that Joel died, and people are able to be like, oh, you don't like that Joel died, get this shit, this happens at the 40-hour mark of that fucking game, that shit is, is even fucking worse, it gets worse, like, and just being able to have these interesting conversations about this game that everyone's experiencing, I felt very similar about, about Village, where I am, I am super glad that I was not too late to Village, because people really started to spoil like one of the best horror moments in the franchise and and at this point now people can say the fucking name of it and everyone's like oh i know about that place that's the place where see i don't even know what the fuck you're talking about right now like like i guess this is might be the divide where i'm i'm some maybe i'm somehow able to fucking matrix dodge spoilers and all this shit like the best of them or maybe maybe it's because i don't read like gaming community stuff a lot of the stuff i consume about games is either through like podcast or just like pieces of new like pieces of information about games or like people information super highway highway sam sam is is cruising on the information super highway yeah yeah like that's my thing is i just noticed that like I'm able to play, I don't know, I personally have played, Metroid Dread's a great example. I played that game, well, like a month and a half, two months right now. Yeah, two months after launch, after everyone has spoken and given it, you know, high praise and, or you and Tom have talked about, you know, criticisms or whatever. You know, I finally played played it and I had a pretty great time and, you know, talked about it with you and... To be fair, there's nothing interesting to talk about with Metroid Dread. Like, like really. Like, I was, I was actually shocked how little everyone had interesting to say about it besides oh yeah it was great i really loved it like no one was talking about the fact that the story was the stupidest thing you've ever fucking it's seen really or heard in your life it's it's really oh the funny. story is so funny the story is literally samus there are 90 genomes in you you are metroid now it, that yeah. is funny that is funny that metroid <laughs> that, and samus are is like you could kindly call samus metroid yeah, you can officially call Samus Metroid, and she can officially crawl. Yeah, like not just that, but like, and and what's really notorious pig funny about it is the fucking durian ass Metroid suit she gets at the oh, end of that the game. Shit's, dude, I was like, dude, this rules. I loved it, and was really sad when they remove it from her at the end of the game. I'm like, damn it. Although I, I will I just say, think it looks fucking what, goofy. I mean, it's goofy, and it, but I, I like it because it. I'm like, oh, it's the full. I'm like, oh, she like is very. She looks a lot more alien now. She yeah, looks like true. a fucking Metroid, as much as a, like a human could look like a Metroid. Like I feel like it, it gives me the same vibes as like the old school, old school Metroids, which by the way aren't in the fucking game. Uh, shout out. Yeah, well, they haven't been in the fucking franchise forever now. Like. Um, it's just, it's, it's just funny. It, I don't, I don't have a well, problem with it. It's that's just funny. why I, that's why I have a feeling that they're going to start rebranding these games under the Samus name. 
Oh, yeah, they're just oh, going to start really? calling it like, yeah, like, I mean, it might still be called Metroid. I think Metroid as a title is now officially very recognizable, thanks yeah. to Dread. But like, in my mind, I was like, the reason that they're ending the Metroid saga is because Samus is the more recognizable name from Smash Brothers. Yeah. And so if you call a game Samus, people might actually know what the fuck it's about. Now, I will say there is a really, there is a moment right at the end, once you get the, uh, the Metroid suit, uh, the fucking Bramble suit that had me cracking the fuck up was Ravenbeak fucking comes back and you see this giant blue X parasite latch onto it and he starts going sicko mode and for a fucking and for five seconds you're like motherfucker he's gonna turn into fucking Ridley isn't he he's gonna turn into fucking Ridley dude did you feel that way did you see this cutscene and like he's gonna turn into Ridley right now no, I didn't. I, I, I don't know what I was thinking, but his I, beak, but I, I, I like <laughs> stretches to the snout, and it's like, bro, no way, no oh, way would, are they gonna do I, that this. That didn't even cross my mind, but that would have been fucking funny. And then you fight, they, and then you, yeah. just, and then he, you fight Kraid again, like a big Kraid <laughs> thing. Kraid too. Kraid dry Kraid, dry, dry Kraid, <laughs> like it's fucking Kraid. Dragon's Bowser. Yeah, create without water. <laughs> it's it's like um, what's it like rehydrated Ganon <laughs> from from the Breath of the Wild two trailer? Rehydrated yeah. Ganon. It's a decent game. Seven out of ten. I like it. Quality. Pretty fun. Pretty fun action game. Everything else make is sure pretty to, mid, but who cares? <laughs> make sure to make sure to play the other eight out of ten game of the year nominees this year. And winner it takes two, which is probably great. We should play that. I'd like to play that. I don't wanna that would be gay. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Bitch, I'm bout to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand what she don't wanna, ayy Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no-show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, though Say my motherfucking bitch, I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuki you on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime Dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. 